Yo, what's going on guys? It's DJ Scanless and we're back with some more hip hop news. For this one, I found this recent tweet by King Crooked Crooked Eye, former Death Row rapper, a member of Slaughterhouse. He recently did a tweet about Tupac Shakur. We're going to get into it. Let's get it. All right, guys. So if you don't know who King Crooked is, Crooked Eye is, like I said, he was part of Slaughterhouse with Joe Buttons, Joel Ortiz, Royce Five Nine, but he also was on the Death Row Records record label back in the 90s and early 2000s. Now, he didn't come on until after Tupac was already passed away, but he actually got a chance to meet Tupac Shakur when Tupac was recording with Snoop Dogg in the studio. And Crooked Eye was about 18, 19 years old, I believe, at that time. Anyways, Crooked Eye tweeted on September 25th, 2020. He said, sometimes I wonder what Tupac's discography would be if him himself chose all the music released to the public. His leftovers and scrap songs are being judged right along with everything else. Now, I really found this really fascinating, and I know it's just a tweet, but I really wanted to make a video on it because I think it's a broad topic that people often, you know, debate back and forth about. A lot of people will say that, you know, Two Box sucks because this song sucks or this album sucks. Or they say Pac's life was falling off and didn't get the record sales that the other albums was getting. But can you really judge that? Because if you're familiar with Tupac, but you don't really know everything that goes on with his music, after the Machiavelli album... That was like the real last album that Tupac oversaw. The Machiavelli album came out only two months after Tupac's passing. However, the key thing here is the tracklist was the last approved tracklist by Tupac. So those songs were actually slated for that album. However, Tupac was actually going to record more music for that album because that album was not even due out until like March of 97, as well as Tupac was going to revisit the One Nation album, which you can find many tracks of that online as well. So songs like Life of an Outlaw, Just Like Daddy, could have actually been scrapped by the time March 97 came around because Tupac recorded three to five songs a day. So you can imagine if Tupac was going to record more music, some songs would have actually had to been pushed off. And this is a case for many other Tupac songs and concepts that he actually came up with on Death Row Records. There's so many track lists you can find under Death Row Records alone that Tupac had. He had like Euthanasia album, Supreme Euthanasia album, which morphed into All Eyes on Me, but it had totally different track lists. He had an album called Owl Immortal. He had a track list for an album called When I Get Free, another album called 100% Black Gold, we'll hit him up on it, another album called Thug Life Volume 2, Still I Rise, which was going to be Tubac the Outlaws, Big Psych, and Mabrine Shakur. Also had the albums called Ghetto Stars. Now, the reason I bring this up, because so many people are fast to write these songs off and call it studio garbage, call it scraps. And yeah, in a way, you can think that many of these songs are scraps based on the way you hear it, the production that you hear it. And that's because a lot of versions that we have online were actually incomplete versions. Doesn't mean the songs were left incomplete or Tupac didn't finish the song. There's only a couple songs that Tupac didn't finish like Catch of Feelings and Pox Life. But vocally, every song is complete. The only thing that is not complete is the production. And that's because we may have an incomplete version. When people were making songs, back in the day when they would make songs, there's actually like different save points that they kind of had. That's the best way for me to describe it. So you will have a version where maybe Tupac didn't put in his second layer or you didn't put in his hook yet or maybe the beats incomplete or the vocals are not mixed properly sometimes this is what happens and this is how we get a version of the song like soon as i get home on pox light which was actually a incomplete version so a lot of songs that you know have been leaking with tubac since like 97 some of them are not the complete finalized versions that the engineers actually did and more often than not the engineers most likely didn't get all the time in the world to work on those songs as they did for All Eyes on Me and the Machiavelli app. 
So yeah, in that way, some songs are scraps, I guess you say, or leftovers or incomplete. But I feel like many songs like get overlooked and they get labeled as studio garbage and as scraps. And I don't really think they are because Tupac is a very rare case. Tupac was at the stage where controversy in rap music was actually taken off. You had NWA dropping that Fuck the Police song that was out there. All that controversy. You had Tupac's soldier story being blown up in the news because someone shot a state trooper while listening to that record. So you had a lot of songs that Tupac was recording that he actually meant for his album. And the record label said, no, this is too harsh. This is too violent. We can't have this out there. You had Dan Quayle coming out of Tupac. You had Dolores Tucker. You even have Bob Dole mentioning Tupac. A lot of these politicians did not like this type of content that Tupac was putting in his record. So the record labels had to buckle down and say, we can't put this out there. So Tupac's actually follow-up album to Tupac Less Now was rejected by Time Warner, by the record label. And Tupac had a totally different track list than what you see on a Strictly album in 93. You find many albums that he was working on in 92, Point the Finger, another one called Representing, and the version that we all know, Troublesome 21. And a lot of these had unreleased songs that the record label actually rejected. And some songs, actually, Tupac got the chance to be able to move to his Strictly album. But yeah, songs like Mr. Troublesome, Still Don't Give a Fuck, 16 on Death Row, Let Them Things Go, Don't Call Me Bitch, Ghetto Gospel, What Goes On, Brothers in the Pen, The Hellraiser, a totally different version than what you hear on the Are You Still Down album. This is a totally different song. Another song called Holler If You Hear Me, which is a totally different beat and totally different lyrics than what you hear on the Strictly album. All these songs were rejected because they had cop references in it. So I wouldn't consider those scraps or leftovers. Those were rejected. The same thing happened with Thug Life. The Thug Life album was rejected three or four times. So you have songs like Face Shootouts. Another song called Thug Life. I'm Getting Money. Another song called Mr. Middle Finger. Another called Animosity. House of Pain. All these songs were rejected at some point in time for the Thug Life album. It just wasn't Tupac saying, this song's not good enough. Now, on Death Row, Tupac had less restrictions with the record label because Suge would allow him to put out whatever he wanted. And that's what Tupac loved. He loved that freedom. But he recorded so much at Death Row because he didn't have to worry about having to pay for studio time. He didn't have to worry about sharing the studio with anybody. When he wanted to beat, he got the beat. When he wanted to lay down a track, he got to be able to lay down a track whenever he wanted. And this made a lot of Death Row inmates, a lot of Death Row musicians jealous, you know. But when Tupac was recording, you know, songs... He just records so much, three, four, five songs a day. So by the time he made a track list called Thug Like Volume 2, he ended up recording so much more music day in and day out that he would have to move songs off that album just so he could fit the new songs. And this is why so many concepts never even came out. You know, and I don't really think it's like studio garbage because many of these concepts are just as good as All Eyes of Me and Machiavelli. Like I said this in many videos, Tupac actually has an album called 100% Black Gold. And this was an album Hit Em Up was actually made for. So you had Hit Em Up, you had Troublesome 96, you had Worst of My Firstborn, Never Had a Friend Like Me, When Thugs Cry, Mama's Just a Little Girl, Who Do You Believe In, Tongue Kissing, Thugging Me, and a couple other tracks. And that album just sounds dope. If you know the original versions, you will know like that album is mostly flawless and you can stack that up to an album such as Machiavelli. And this is the same case when you look at the unreleased Death Row album that Tupac was working on in 95 called Thug Life Volume 2. Tupac had tracks like Play Your Cards Right, Still Ballin', Fade Me, Teardrops Closed Caskets, Letter to the President, Secrets of War, the Hit Em Up original version, which is a totally different track, Grab the Mic, which is unreleased, Where You Been, another unreleased song. 
And this album would have been pretty dope too. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to talk about this because I know many people judge Tupac based on his actual albums that came out after his passing. And like I said, I just want to say that I don't feel like all these songs were scrap songs. Many songs were rejected by the label. And Tupac recorded so much music that he didn't have enough room to fit all these songs on each album. So he just came up with concept after concept. So it wasn't like these songs were just not good enough or Tupac did not intend to release it. I believe if he stayed alive, he would have actually made refined versions or he would re-record a lot of these records over different beats or over the same beat, which happened many times before. But for people judging Tupac based on the songs that came out after his passing, okay, let's take out Machiavelli, All Eyes of Me, out of the equation, right? You can't really judge Tupac based on maybe like an album like Until Then Time or Lord of the Game, because the difference is Tupac did not get the chance to actually select those track lists. He did not lump those songs together and he didn't say, hey, I want Ashanti on my album. I want T.I. on my album. I want Eminem on my album. Even though he could have very well worked with these artists if he stayed alive, it's a possibility. He did not decide the theme of the album, the concept. And he definitely did not decide the remix beats that they put on his records, as well as removing his vocals and hooks and intros and outros that he made for several songs like Why You Turn On Me, Friends, Pox Life. Fair Exchange, all these songs have singing courses by Tubak himself. And these were completely removed for other artists. And that's fucked up. That's a shame. They should not have been doing that. You know, if I'm working on a new Tubak album, I'm going to use all the vocals I possibly can put on the track. I'm not going to remove Tubak for anybody. Because it's a Tubak album. It's not a now 98 album, now 2000 album, whatever the fuck. What the fuck ever. So you can't really compare Tupac's body of work after the Machiavelli album and compare him to Eminem or Jay-Z because really what you'll be comparing is a six-year rap career to an artist that has 30 years that could oversee his albums and production and all the themes in his music for 30 years. So judging Pac's life, judging Lord of the Game, Until Then Time, Better Days, it's not really fair because Tupac did not oversee that. And yeah, he moved on from these songs. So yeah, technically they are leftovers even though they're good enough for him to have released at any point in his career. And whatever circumstances that arose, you know, being rejected, they're still scrapped in a way. So these versions would never came out unless Tupac would have dropped the Lost Tapes album like Nas did. But like I said, when people judge, they're judging the remix versions on the album. They're not really judging the original versions you can find online. And I think most casual fans don't even know about the original versions half the time. Because when I made this video saying the worst Tupac songs of all time and I had all remix songs in there, they flamed me saying there's no bad Tupac song. But I'm like, dude, this song sucks compared to the way Tupac made it. So it's not really fair to judge Tupac on remixes and beats that he never even got the chance to listen to. Anyways, guys, let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know what's your favorite Tupac album after his passing. Your favorite song after his passing. Do you feel like these albums should be judged with the rest of his catalog? I don't think so. Yeah, I think you can only judge his albums up to Machiavelli fairly. But I will say his music coming out just shows his crazy work ethic. And I feel like all these songs should come out. Because in a way, who are we or who is the record label to judge which type of song that Tupac would have wanted out? You just can't say, oh, we're just going to put out the good songs like Changes and not put out the bad songs like Watch Your Mouth or War Games. That's not really fair. And then you're just showing one side of Tupac. You're only showing the good side where Tupac, the reason why so many people love him and he's so revered is, yeah, 
he was a walking contradiction, kind of, you know. But he also spoke about things from many different sides. He spoke about many different things. So he just wouldn't have a whole album where he's hunky-dory and praising everything and just making love fuck songs all over the album. He would have that gangster shit, that thug shit, love fuck songs, songs for the bitches, you know. And then still have the inspirational side that can uplift you and give you an understanding on some type of story or concept that he wanted you to grasp. So for me, I feel like they should release the whole catalog regardless. Even if it was just a fun song that Tupac's doing, find the album it can fit on and put it out. That's fair to Tupac's body of work. And if one song can help one person out there change your life or help them in their life, that's very much worth releasing a whole album and his whole catalog. Anyways, shout out to Crooked Eye. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. Check out his albums. Check out his Death Row stuff. The dude is a hardcore Pac fan. Probably a bigger fan than me. He actually went at Funk Flex for talking shit on Pac back in 2010. He talks about a lot of the underrated Tupac songs like Staring Through My Rear View on Twitter. One of his favorite songs, Soldier Story. He talks about Represent 93 being another underrated track. And he actually got the chance to remix the Tupac track for Tupac's 2001 album, Until the End of Time. The track was called Happy Home. And I believe he's actually on the chorus for Why You Turn On Me as well. You can also find him on the new mix album on Two America's Most Wanted Remix, Crooked Eye and Tupac. So the dude's always been representing Tupac to the fullest. So be sure to check him out everywhere. Anyways, guys, let me know your thoughts. Be sure to check out my podcast, my audio versions on Anchor.fm under Tupac Music Podcast or Scandalous Talk. You can also find me on Spotify and iTunes under the same names.